This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. There are uh, a lot of businesses around the country right now with summer interns who can make just absolute magic happen on the Internet. Mm -hmm. However, are absolutely baffled by the most basic office tasks. (laughs) A lot of the interns at businesses this summer are from Generation Z. And that's born in what years? Uh, people be born between the years, uh, well, the mid-90s and mid-2000s. Okay. So think of mid-90s, mid-2000s as the Generation Z. And because of the world they grew up in, apparently they don't know how to do basic office tasks. It doesn't mean they're not smart or brilliant, but there are just certain things that we fail to expose them to or teach them. Okay. Like... Addressing an envelope to send regular mail. I don't know how to do that. That's funny. Yeah. Taking a message. I'm sorry she's not in. Can I take a message? Hmm. Hmm. Using a landline phone. And yeah, where's the send button on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I just dialed it up. Wait, hello? And reading cursive handwriting. Isn't that funny? Yeah. But if you want them to help with tech problems or building up social media followers, then they are the masters. Yeah. Yeah. And just any time any of them might look at you with that, you know, just air of disgust and annoyance because you don't know how to work your technology. Right. Just look at them and say, hey, let me see you address an envelope. (laughs) Sure. You do a handwritten letter and put it in the mail. I'm going to write you a note in cursive. Let's see if you can read it. (laughs) I wonder what their handwriting is like. I think it's awful because all they've ever really done is... We've got plenty of Generation Zers working here in the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's let's test a couple of them. My cursive is horrible. Uh, I can't even read my own cursive. When Molly does writing, Molly, she comes on at 11 here, we have Chia's that address envelopes, and it's beautiful. Mm. Well, she's a millennial. I thought she was a Zer. I don't think so. 90 what? Uh, Mid-90s through mid-2000s. So I kind of hand print most of it because it's really the only way I know how to write legibly is if I print. (laughs) Same. (laughs) You know, I sort of had this, I call it sort of cursive shorthand where it's faster for me to write in cursive, Mm -hmm. but... It doesn't look good. There's a lot of letters that get missed because... (laughs) Because why bother? It's cursive. Right. It requires more muscle strength. Apparently, the new trend 
mostly with rich people, is to hold two weddings, one for family and one for friends. And this has been two completely different parties. I mean, as crazy as all of this sounds, it kind of does make sense to me to have two. Well, because some of your like some of my really religious family members would be completely offended by a lot of my friends. Well, I mean, I think about all of the gatherings I have you know, with of family. Them. I know, I know right? right? But I mean, all of these parties that you would have with your family, you wouldn't necessarily want to invite your friends to. And all the parties that you have with your friends, you don't want your mom and dad at that one. Right? It's hard to blend the groups. Mm-hmm. You're right. Two different worlds. Yeah, it's it does have to be weird. You know, when you're getting married and you got people from two completely different worlds, you know, your work world or your family world or oh, yeah. your childhood world. Especially if you have family from out of town. Like your Boston family is different from your Cincinnati family. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I didn't get to go, but I, you know, when my niece got married, it sounded like that based on all accounts you know there was his family and then there was my family and then there were the friends everyone in between and yeah and they were two different families is that a very different people yes i'm so i'm sorry i missed it you would have just sat back in a corner and watched oh i would have yeah i was telling i would have loved his family I was going to say, would you like I we were talking a little bit about this in our Facebook live video and I was watching a television program recently that was talking about the surprise wedding, Mm -hmm. which I think sounds like a fantastic idea. You invite people to a party like a moving party, a birthday party, a going away party and an hour into the. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The event, when everyone is there, you go, surprise, it's really our wedding. And that's how you get out of inviting certain people. Like if your mom's like, you have to invite your cousin George. And you're like, no, we don't even talk. But you have to because his sister and blah, 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 like all that crap. They're our neighbors and we've lived next yes. to them for 20 years. You get away from all of that because no one really knows that you're getting married. You might you get, get in to, trouble for it after. But, yeah, but who cares? It's already done. <laughs> it's Celebrities like for, do this every it's like once in a while. forgiveness before permission. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send out a Cincinnati all email through the building and say, hey, we're just having a little happy hour between three and seven at my place. No big deal. Come or not. It's up to you. Yes. And then ta-da! I'm getting married. Right. Just make sure you're there at 730. <laughs> don't arrive right at 730 or leave that. before because 730. If you're real friends, then they'll be there when it opens. <laughs> really? If you invite Jeff to a party, you think he's going to be there right when it opens? And if he is, do you think he's going to stay very long? Feel free to come or not. Yeah. He's going to do my ceremony if I ever get married, so he better show up. 
I was having a conversation with Natalie, and, and she was talking about the hours, you know, working like three to seven. And she goes, I never get to go to happy hour. And I'm like, oh, that stinks. And she's like, yeah. And uh, we were having lunch, and she says, I love that we can do these lunches because, you know, we're, we're never available like, do happy hour at the same time. And I'm like, you know, I really need to do a happy hour. Like, I shit on a Thursday, put out an email. Tim has done it. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. It's so low-key. I live six minutes from the building. Why don't I do this? I have this great little kitchen island. It would really work. And I'm like, I'll, I'll put it out there like on a Thursday from 3 to 7. Oh, sorry, Natalie, because you can't make that, so we'll have to change the hours. But it <laughs> occurred to me, like... Do four to eight. You'd have to do it. You're right. Yeah, but you'd have to really do that. You just tell Kristen, hey, I'm having a happy hour at my house. Can you help me? Handle it. And she would do it because she's beautiful it? when it comes to food That's easy for her, to, isn't oh, it? yeah. I mean, that's just something that's second nature. When he posts pictures of her meat and cheese plates, I'm like, I'm on the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Her the spreads. The are... looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty good. But this whole dual wedding thing like having a wedding for family and having a wedding for friends is gaining traction because some celebrities have done it including sophie turner and joe jonas carly kloss and josh kushner uh one wedding expert says you know we're kind of at this intersection where we're still hanging on to marriage as an institution we long for but we're also being constantly flooded with the ways to make it new and different Mm-hmm. And a celebrity wedding planner says the first party for a family had all the photo ops, and the second was exactly what they really wanted it to right. be, and that was just a party. Yeah. Right on. Without all of the uh, picture-taking formalities. So, switching gears here now and turning our attention to social media, basically every study ever on social media has found that it's bad for your mental health it's bad for your happiness. It's bad for your perspective on the world and so many other bad things. Every study, except for this one. A media and information professor at Michigan State University just released the results of his new study, which found that, no, social media isn't all that bad for you. In fact, he found it can actually help improve mental health and fight depression and anxiety. So why are his results different from everyone else's. Yeah, how's he skewing this? He says it's because other studies only looked at young people oh. who are kind of, you know, damaged in a way because of how our crumbling society is crushing them regardless of social media. Yeah. Okay. This guy studied older people instead and found that the older folks who use social media were 1.63 times more likely to be clear of serious psychological conditions like depression or anxiety. Well, and it's how we're using it, too. That's what he goes ah. on to say, is that he believes social media for older people actually serves to keep friendships alive. And yeah. as people get older, they feel more comfortable with themselves and social media helps them feel more connected to the world. And the result is that they're happier. Yeah. I mean, I know that there are, I I have a lot of friends in Florida that I would not have this much contact with. Right. If I wasn't relating to them and talking to them through social media. Uh, Yeah. It's where I get in trouble is when I get lost in the scrolling. And I'm just zoning out, and, I, and, then, and then I start coming across all of these stories 
that are very upsetting to me, whether it be animal abuse stories or even just dying pets. You know, there's so much of that on social media. But that kind of stuff is where I'll get upset. Right. You know. I can see it. Doesn't mean we need to be on it for 12 hours a day. Yeah, you can fall down that rabbit hole if you don't limit yourself, if you're not conscious of how much time you're spending on there. Uh, All right, show of hands. Who is up for this? A product designer in England recently won an award for a new kit that would actually Mm -hmm. allow men to lactate (laughs) and breastfeed their baby. Bingo. You know... Maybe evolution is taking us in this direction anyway, because I've never heard more men complaining about their man boobs than I I don't remember man (laughs) boobs being an issue 20 years ago like they are now. This would be amazing, though, because that's one of the things that I feel like men can't they just can't do it for their kid. Like, if you're a mom and you decide to only breastfeed, you are the only source of nutrition for that child. I don't know how I feel about it, though. It's I mean, can be... you really trust the milk that's going to be coming out? Well, apparently, men already have the necessary breast tissue. It's just dormant. So she put together a prototype kit that includes a male maternity bra and a breast pump. Now, the lactation part mainly involves two hormone pills. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard about this before because I've heard about same-sex female couples where they have had the other woman lactate like so she could feed as well. It's still coming, though, from the female body. Yeah. It's not like an outside source. It's like some kind of, like he's saying, hormone or something they give you that makes you... To get you, you to yeah. go... One is a birth control pill a lot of women take called progestin that essentially fools your body into thinking you're pregnant. Yeah, see? Mm -hmm. And another pill that makes you produce something called prolactin, which causes lactation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Tim, you and I would start taking the first one nine months ahead of time. And the second one, four times a day for six weeks before the due date. And this woman says combining them will make us lactate so we can breastfeed, or as I like to call it, chest feed. This I is mean, so would you guys, Would you want to do that? Would you want to have that kind of intimate bonding moment with your baby? If it's my flesh and blood, I can't automatically say no to that. Yeah, you wait till that baby bites. Yeah, but Jeff, you fed, so not long, I mean, how old was Penelope when you came? Three days old? And you gave her a bottle? Wasn't that an an amazing bonding experience? That was amazing. And it was just a bottle. Could you imagine if that was your own body providing? She was latched on. And that was, and that I think was the day after. I think it was even sooner than that. Yeah, I know she was only like a day or two old. I was like, here you go, want to feed her? I want to go lay down. Right. Well, if my baby needed to be fed, I would want to be able to feed my baby. Yeah. Right. But at, the same, but at the same time, I I don't know. It also is like that's not what nature has provided us with. That's would like you want to do that at the Cincinnati Zoo? Yes, <laughs> I would. Would that just be? I mean, oh, I'm like just talking was, like out in public. Oh, you we're know? looking at the drafts and it's <laughs> time to feed. That kind of thing. I don't. I don't care. 
well, obviously a lot of men and women think this is kind of crazy, but there are a handful of men who have already signed up for the first trial, and this could be on the market within five years. The woman wow. behind it claims that it's completely safe, and she says once you stop taking the pills, your body goes back to normal. She says she designed it to give men a new way to bond with their children and to help take some of the pressure off mothers. Wow. Yeah. I love this idea. I, know, I get nervous whenever we try to force our bodies to do something See, that they're just not yeah. supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The tissue is actually there. It's just dormant. Actually, there are several cases where lactation does occur naturally in men. It affects 60% of men. Most people never realize that they even have it. Just the estrogen gets a little higher than testosterone. In extreme cases, men can grow up to the size of a bee cup and produce milk. I designed this first as an empathy tool. The baby comes home, the dad is all ready to be super dad, mm. and the baby's not interested because the baby's attracted to the smell of breast milk. And that's what mum smells like. Wow, well, when she puts it that way. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. All the moms out there that are up at 2 a.m. breastfeeding are like, <laughs> yeah. so Dad is involved. It's your turn, pal. Uh, honey. Speaking of sleep, new survey found about 60% of us regularly have trouble falling asleep. And the average American only gets 10 really good nights of sleep per month. And so... What do we do when we can't fall asleep? The number one answer on the board is we watch TV. And that is the worst possible yeah, thing we, not we can do. Yeah. yeah, 43% of us sometimes do it when we can't sleep, but it's the biggest mistake we may be, make because the, the light from the TV will just keep you up even longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you roll around or switch positions in bed. Maybe you read a book. Check social media. Again, the glow from that screen will make it harder. Reading something online. Again, the glow from the screen. Getting a drink of water, playing a game on your phone, playing video games, going for a walk, or just lying there and staring at the ceiling. Well, anything with screens, anything that gets your brain more active, then it's kind of the opposite of what you want to do. Mm. What do you guys do when you can't sleep? I don't have that problem. I don't have that problem either. (laughs) I I just roll over. I go to the other room. Like I go to the couch. Change the I do because it is just so annoying to me when I'm in the bed with Scott and he can't sleep and he's tossing and turning and and, 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 and I'm like, I'm going to provide you with the comfort of me leaving the room. And then I do. I have to get on my phone or something else. Yeah, there it might happen if I'm not. If that happens to me, it happens when I'm not in my own bed in my own home. Yeah. Like if you're on vacation and your bed sucks or it's really loud and the noises are different, it's like, ugh. Or if I'm staying at someone's house, someone else's house and I don't have control over the temperature, their bed is just different. It's, it can, it can have an impact, but yeah, at my house, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Sleep sanctuary. Oof. That's what I call my bedroom. Yeah, just roll over, man. <laughs> That's it. One guy was pulled over recently in Ludenscheid, Germany, and the cops thought he seemed like he was on drugs, so they asked him for a urine sample. He took the cup into the hedges for a while, and he finally came back. <laughs> oh, no. He gave him a different kind of sample. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, no. He wasn't, he wasn't holding a sample of his pee. Mm. Nope. Something else. He had filled it with something Jesus, else. Something else. The cops looked at that as an even clearer sign that he was on drugs. 
Except that he was not. He really did. He wasn't trying to be funny. He wasn't trying to be a perv. He really simply misunderstood what it was they wanted. And uh, so he finally gave them a saliva sample, and it came back clean, and they let him go. He was just a crappy driver. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I just can't imagine the look on the cop's face. Uh, I mean, and did they, you know, they, were they holding the cup? You know, did he hand yeah. him the cup or did he just We're going to need a sample. <laughs> well, that's the strangest what? request I've ever received from an officer. <laughs> but you <okay>. insist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's wrong. That's so wrong. It might take a minute, but All right. Our poor police officers out there. Jeez, old Pete. <laughs> How you doing back there? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, caught a little bit of the uh, Democratic debate. It was uh, night two of the uh, of the Democratic national debate, and I was just struck by how many people were on stage, and that was just half of them, right? Yeah, th- that was night number two. Night number last night were the front quote unquote front runners. More of the front runners. Yeah, so has it always been... Have there always been this At many? the beginning of a campaign, have there always been this many candidates? Because, you know, I feel like there's a, quite a handful, but this many just seems it like... It feels like a lot. More it than feels, ever. It feels like the last election, like the Republicans started it all. Do you remember how many there were on the Republican side in the very beginning? I think there's always been lots of people that ran. You just don't hear about them. Uh-huh. But... That what was it, twenty sixteen, and yeah. then now I think there's a, a lot of names, and I think probably part of the reason for that is Donald Trump in the beginning. Remember, and in, in the there were like sixteen of them, and everybody's like, "Well, Trump ain't gonna be the guy." Yeah, and so maybe now the media is paying more attention because the people that are more out on the fringe, we Not believe really. they actually might have a shot at. He's it. opened up the floodgates to really anyone that. Wants a shot. Why not me? Yeah, because there's there was a tech guru up there, and Marianne Williamson, who's an author, and yeah, you have. Um, I mean, I, Pete Buttigieg, he can't be the first mayor that's run. Mm-mm. And I love hearing too. I love hearing Mayor Pete. Because <laughs> they can't say Buttigieg. Yeah, because they can't say Buttigieg. It just sounds so. It sounds you know really personal. Do you and, think some people just? do that so they can just get their names out there like if the tech guy or whatever just wants to be like hi i'm blah 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 from the tech company like he knows he'll never win but he'll yes be but able his to... company is out there like you know he's jeff from q and too i kind of think that's what donald trump did <laughs> you know i don't think he oh, ever man, wanted or had any intention of winning thought he would win no you know? I, I think he just did it to keep himself out there and stay relevant and I'm not saying he didn't have, you know, very pointed ideas on how the country should run and that he, you know, wasn't uh, passionate about certain issues, but I don't, <laughs> I he don't know that. It, I don't think he thought he would win the night no, of the election. I don't think so either. I think it was probably total shock. But I think as this thing gained steam and he emerged as a front runner and I think even that was surprising for him. But if you're in that position, say that's you, you know, here you are, you've thrown your hat into the ring. You don't really think that you're going to win. You don't have a shot, but all of a sudden people are following you Oh yeah, and supporting you. Well, cool. So right. doesn't that get into your brain of thinking, this must be my calling. 
maybe I would be really good at this job. Maybe it is meant to be. Maybe they're just looking for a book deal. <laughs> That's possible. Oh, too. totally. But then, like, when push comes to shove and suddenly, holy crap, I actually have a chance of winning this thing. Yeah. Now what am I going to do? Better come up with some really good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. I, um, there are a lot of them. Because I look at candidates like Marion Williamson, and I think this can do nothing but just benefit her, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Q level, you know? In other yeah. words, it's going to expose her to more people that never would have had any idea who Marianne Williamson is. Yeah, and she's plenty that. successful at where she is right now. You know, it's not like she needs it, but she's got a pretty pretty strong message just about life in general. It's going to put her politics. out there beyond her niche. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's got uh, 20 candidates I running know. for just the Democratic side. And we've got how many more? We got 17 months until the election? A lot. 16, <laughs> 16 and a half months. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.